Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to the Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. The San Francisco School Board is about to go through some big changes. Commissioners Gabriela Lopez, Faunga Molinga, and Allison Collins are out after a special recall election. And what happens next is going to be an important step for San Francisco public schools. We may think that as a result of this election, that this is behind us, there is even more important work that needs to be done moving forward. Thanks to the recall results, Mayor London Breed is now in charge of appointing three new school board members. And whoever they are, they'll have a lot of work to do. Today, the results of the San Francisco school board recall what happens next? Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Guy, all three board members were just recalled. Was this a pretty like landslide victory for supporters of the recall? Yeah, I think landslide is definitely the right word to describe this election. Guy Marzarati is a politics and government reporter at KQED. He also produces the Political Breakdown podcast. As of Thursday morning, uh, Allison Collins' recall had 79% support. 
The recall of Gabriela Lopez was at 75% support, and the recall of Fauga Malinga was at 72% support. So wide margins in all three of those recalls. I can say, you know, from our colleagues who were at these pro recall uh, events, and certainly the the videos that were shared from there, it looked boisterous. I mean, I think there was clearly from the minute the first results came in at 8.45, a clear indication that these recalls were going to be successful. So it wasn't that, you know, election night of waiting around, refreshing, refreshing for the latest returns. The returns came in and the results were pretty clear. Was the result of the election surprising to you? One thing that was surprising to me was the lack of difference between the results of the three board members. This was phrased in a lot of ways as like, oh, the school board recall, but it was recalls against three separate board members. Someone like Allison Collins, who had critics, you know, who were just focused on her. You had people who just supported her recall and not the others. And then on the other side, you have Fonga Malinga, who split from Collins and Lopez. He ran his own campaign. He, you know, went out and debated with opponents, agreed to appear at forums, knocked on doors, raised his own money. At the end of the day, there wasn't a huge spread between how Malinga finished and how Collins finished. So I think that tells me that a lot of the voters went into this election really wanting to take out anger on the school board. And these were just the three board members who were eligible to be recalled. And I know that school board elections actually don't usually really excite people very much or get as much participation as like a general election. But I also know that there was hella money in this election and a lot of engagement, as you just kind of described. So can you talk a little bit about what voter turnout was like this time? Yeah, so voter turnout was actually pretty low. As of Thursday morning, the total was at 26% turnout. There's still about 39,000 ballots left to count. So that will bring turnout roughly to around 33 or 34%. Obviously, you know, like you said, the interest was high and on places like social media, but the reality of this is it was a special election. And this is kind of in line with what we've seen turnout like in a lot of special elections, even in this era of everyone getting a ballot sent to them by default. That being said, look, turnout is awareness and it's enthusiasm. And clearly on the awareness side, This is a special election. You know, there is a lot less awareness of people thinking, "Okay, I have to make a habit to vote. But on the enthusiasm side, there's no doubt that only one side of this recall had real enthusiasm. And that was the campaign to remove these three board members from office. Okay, I want to transition now, Guy, to what is next. Um, So now that voters have decided to remove these three board members from office, Mayor London Breed will actually get to pick their replacements. Has she said anything about who she plans to replace them with? So, yeah, the mayor had a press conference uh, on Wednesday reacting to the results of this recall. Last night during the race, uh, the voter sent a clear message a clear message. She says her process uh, to pick these three replacements is underway. She's been meeting with parents and she specifically said she wants to meet with parents who aren't involved uh, in school politics and school policy on the day to day to get their input. She's going to start interviewing candidates. And she also mentioned that she you know, may want to get someone in who has experience in management and budget issues. So we have still a process, still time that we need to take time where my focus will be on reaching out and meeting with folks 
and doing everything I can to make the best decision for the kids of our city. Okay, so whoever is picked, what are the big issues that they're going to have to start to kind of sort out as soon as they get into office? Well, in talking with a lot of folks who, you know, really live and breathe uh, SF school policy, two issues really stand out. One is the selection of a new superintendent. This is the person who manages really the day-to-day affairs of the school district. The uh, school board is right now in the process of getting applications, picking a new superintendent. There's even some push to maybe delay that process a little bit because you will have three new board members coming in. The other is the budget, just the management of the of the school budget. Um, they faced a, an immediate shortfall this year, and there's longer term issues about as enrollment in SFUSD declines, you know, what are ways to turn that around so that this budget deficit just doesn't, you know, exacerbate over the years to come. I want to talk now, Guy, about the response to the results of the election. What are people's hopes and fears with this new school board where three of the seven members will be brand new and picked by the mayor? If you have a change of three commissioners, that can sway the majority vote. So Lawrence Lee is a uh, avid follower of the of school board policy and politics. He blogs about it. He was active in the pro-recall campaign, registering voters. The first thing he brought up is the selection of a superintendent. This is the person hopefully that can direct the, the 50,000 plus students to a good direction and outcomes. I think he'd also want to see just a better relationship between board members and stakeholders like, you know, parents, parent groups. You hear this from a lot of folks who supported these recalls, the desire for a different style of engagement on the part of school board members, and particularly engagement with people who critique the board. So many years, the budget has been taking one path or another with very, very little acknowledgement of input from the teachers and parents. I think people who supported this recall feel like the board really didn't engage with critics uh, in, a, in a really productive way. They'd like to see that change. My hope is calmer minds would, would take over and, and, and hope to avoid that there will be no further need for any kind of recall or other kinds of antagonistic situation. But to have that happen is, is really going to have a lot of people to recognize they have to get together and, and have conversations. Another hope, I would say this is something you heard from Mayor London Breed, is a focus on what I think she might call like the essential business of the school board. Um, and she would characterize that as issues that directly affect children, whether that's, you know, the school budget, you know, the, the day-to-day management of the district. Now, that's a contentious idea because a lot of the more explicitly racial justice work that these board members who are, who are leaving focused on, they would say that is essential business of the school board. But ultimately, I think it's something that porters of this recall want to see change. And what about the fears for a new school board? A big one is, what does this mean for the proliferation of charter schools within San Francisco? We haven't seen that. But there are a lot of charter school supporters who donated heavily to this recall. Is their voice going to be represented in the mayor's pick? She was asked about that by my colleague Scott Schaefer on Wednesday, and she just dismissed the idea, but also said she's not disqualifying anyone at this point. A lot of different kinds of people who have been involved in the push for this recall from all walks of life and to attribute it to one group of people is really not fair. 
And then another fear is, you know, that whether the work, specifically the targeted work to help Black and Latino students in San Francisco will be abandoned. If whoever takes this position next will see the recall as, oh, you know, board members pursued that kind of work, they got removed. Let me stay away from that kind of thing. This is a targeted attack on people of color. I talked to Cassandra Curiel, who's the head of the teachers union here in SF, uh, United Educators of San Francisco. And that's something that it was top of mind on her fears. Some folks have said California and in large part San Francisco won't have to deal with the pushback against CRT and um, expanding curriculum to be more inclusive or the issues of book banning that we see happening in other cities and states. This, in fact, is the manifestation of that fight here in San Francisco. You know, an example is uh, the work to change the admissions policy at Lowell, which they kind of ran on those kind of issues to say we explicitly want to take action to help black and Latino students in San Francisco. They did that admissions policy change at Lowell, and it resulted in higher admissions rates for black students, for Latino students. So in her words, she said, you know, a fear would be new board members shying away from that kind of work. And so the concern here, do we see a swing happening to the center? to a more moderate where folks don't advance, don't discuss, and want to shy and hide away from those issues, from actions that would have visible, physical, and mental positive impacts on students, surely, surely we might see that. And I'll end with one thing that I think a lot of people agree on no matter what side they were on in the recall, and that is whoever takes these positions, Erica, has to get to work really quickly. They have to hit the ground running because issues like the school budget, like the pick of a new superintendent are coming up really quickly. Um, and it, you know, it would help in a lot of cases to have board members who understand school politics, school policy, and specifically the SF school district. What about the people who have been recalled? Fogo Malinga, Allison Collins, and Gabriela Lopez. What has been their response to the recall results so far? Fogo Malinga uh, actually resigned his seat on Wednesday night. He you know, said that, I think also in a nod to the importance of the work coming up for this uh, new school board members, he said he wanted that process to start as quickly as possible. So he resigned his seat. As far as Allison Collins, you know, she put out a statement saying that she feels like this recall was really a backlash against kind of that, that racial justice work that this board took on. You know, she highlighted the disparity in campaign finances between the yes and no side. So, you know, that was kind of her response to being removed from office. Gabriela Lopez says, you know, that she's actually considering running again in November. And I, I can't feel bad about what I value. Again, these, these seats are back on the ballot in November. And she told my colleague Vanessa Roncaño that that's something that she's considering. She feels like there's unfinished work to do and that almost like if she doesn't run, who's going to take on the, the issues that she cares about? Um, and if that needs to continue and if I can be the voice for that, folks want this to, to keep moving forward, I will. that's what I've been chosen to do. Guy, do you think that this recall is going to inspire more people to get involved in local school board politics, I guess, on either side of this debate? You know, I wish I had a perfect answer for you, Erica. This is the question I'm most interested in following uh, in the next, you know, months and years. I think 
one thing is clear. The pandemic got a lot of people into and interested in the business of school boards for the first time. It was no longer just, you know, discussion and debate happening in a building on Van Ness or Franklin. It was happening on your computer screen, right in front of you as you were home, you know, making dinner, looking after your kids. So is this a, a, you know, sustained engagement that continues for multiple elections that could change the playing field of school politics? Or maybe it's a downside to that kind of uh, interest. Look, school board is not an easy job. And I think these last couple years have clearly demonstrated that when these three board members ran for office, there were 19 candidates on that ballot. It was a tremendous amount of interest to serve in that kind of way, even though these are folks who are getting paid just a few hundred dollars a month. They have jobs, uh, you know, full time jobs on the outside. Are we going to see that same level of interest after what these board members went through in the recall? Are people still going to sign up and try to run? And then there's also, you know, some folks who doubt that this interest will be uh, sustained at all, who say, you know, it'll all fall off now that the vote is over and it'll go back to how it was before, where this is really like kind of an ignored office in San Francisco. I mean, so what happens next, Guy? Um, How soon might we see new school board members in San Francisco? You know, that process will play out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, The interviews are going to be underway with the mayor deciding on who she wants to pick for these three positions. I would expect in March you have appointments uh, to the school board that are, you know, going to have to take their seats and immediately get to work on some of these really crucial issues. We've mentioned the budget. We've mentioned the superintendent pick. Then there's these kind of long-term issues that the board has struggled with for years, which is, you know, making sure there's still interest and enrollment in in San Francisco and also performance of students, right? There's so many kids in in the district who are not reading at grade level. Changing and and improving those student outcomes is something that boards for years past have struggled with and that these three board members are now going to be faced with themselves. Guy, thank you so much. Hope you could get like a beer or something now that this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a nap. How about a nap? <laughs> thank you, Erica. That was Guy Marzarati, KQED politics and government reporter and producer of the Political Breakdown podcast, which you can find wherever it is you found this podcast. Thanks as well to my colleagues at KQED who've also covered this recall. That's Vanessa Rancano. Scott Schaefer, and Marisa Lagos. And I have some really exciting news from our team here at the Bay. For the past few months, we've been on a long search for our new producer, and we found her, y'all. Maria Esquinka has officially joined our team. She's a fronteriza. She comes to us from El Paso, Texas. That's that city that borders Suidad Juarez in Mexico. She writes poetry. She's pretty cool, y'all. We're getting Maria up to speed on the inner workings of our show, but you will be hearing more from her very soon. Now go give her a big Bay Area welcome on Twitter. She's at M underscore Esquinca. That's M underscore E-S-Q-U-I-N-C-A. This episode of The Bay was produced and cut by editor Alan Montecilio and me. I scored this episode and added the tape. 
The Bay is a production of your local public media station, KQED in San Francisco. Our podcast senior leadership team includes Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Vinny Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kerman. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. We are taking a break on Monday. Till next time, peace. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.